0: Hey, the Skynar, hey, the Skynar, hey, the hey, the Three eyes. Better use your three eyes. You got three eyes. Don't you know that you got three eyes? Yo, 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 welcome and welcome back, my pupils. Right now, you're listening to the Artistic Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Dorian with three Eyes, a.k.a. D-O-R-I-I-I-O-N. You can find me on all social media platforms at exactly that. First and foremost, I'm going to take the time to tell you that I'm extremely grateful and thankful that you even took the time to listen to this podcast. Whether it's two seconds, 20 seconds, or this entire fucking episode, I want to let you know that I appreciate you for even lending me your ear. So thank you. The word of the day today is NFT, a.k.a. non-fungible tokens. And if you're, if you're into the art world or if you've listened to this podcast already, you've probably heard me talk about non-fungible tokens or you've probably heard that term before. But what are NFTs? NFTs are basically digital assets. Now, what do we what do we mean when we say non fungible? What does fungible mean? Fungible basically means to be either uh, interchangeable or destroyable. So it's something that we can change out eventually, or something we can get rid of, or something we can replace. When we say non-fungible, that means it cannot be destroyed, it cannot be replaced, it cannot be changed. The The value of it will always remain the same. So, uh, in theory, now I'm not sure how this is going to actually play out in practice because we've never seen NFTs before. This is a new technology. But in theory, under this uh, ideology, basically, if something was sold as $50, It's always going to be worth $50. Now, $50 10 years from now may not be worth $50. $50 10 years from now may actually be worth $30 thanks to inflation and things like that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just get into some economics. Point is, $50 wasn't always worth $50. Back in the day, $50 was probably like $1,000, you know? the value of money decreases over time but let's say i sold something on an uh, i sold an nft and i sold that nft for $50 well let's say 10 years from now $50 is now actually worth $30 that nft isn't worth $30 it's still worth $50 however much that you know equivalent is at that time or not just $50 in america but $50 in other countries too Which brings another part of NFTs. NFTs are decentralized. Decentralized. So what do we mean by decentralized? Decentralized as in the middleman has been taken out. So, basically, NFTs are digital assets. Digital assets that cannot be replaced or destroyed and will always be valued at whatever is valued at. Whatever it was started off at, you know what I'm saying? That's what an NFT is. So it's always something about a digital aspect, Uh, a digital, uh, it's always tied to something digitally, it's never just something physical. You can't just paint a picture and then say that's an NFT. No, it has to be a digital aspect, a part of it. So if you paint a picture, And then upload it somewhere on on a particular website. Then you're in the game. But even still, it's not necessarily an NFT. It might be a digital artwork, but it's not an NFT. So what's the process of going through an NFT? Well, I'm not going to walk through the whole entire process right now. It's actually kind of complicated and boring. But long story short is you basically have to mint something. You have to mint So what does that mean? See, this is what I'm saying. It gets complicated. But long story short, that means you have to put it on the blockchain. Okay? So that's how NFTs work. They rely on the blockchain. For those of you who don't know what the blockchain is, the blockchain is basically just uh, a decentralized ledger. Right now, what's a ledger? Banks use ledger. Businesses use ledgers. Ledgers are just uh, a point of reference or it's like a receipt to understand how everything has happened in the past, To understand all the transactions, who is being transacted between who, et cetera, et cetera. What's being traded for how much? That's a ledger. OK, blockchain is is exactly that, except it's about digital currency, cryptocurrencies. And so NFTs rely on Ethereum. That is what the ledger is, Um, well, not every ledger, but that's what NFT ledgers are created around, Ethereum. That's what NFTs are used, or that's what's used to buy NFTs. I'm sorry, I'm mixing this up. But that's what's used to buy NFTs, Ethereum. So, aka cryptocurrency. So that's what we're talking about here. NFTs are digital assets that cannot be replaced or changed or the value would not be changed or replaced or any of that good stuff and it all relies on the blockchain more specifically ethereum okay that's basically the main gist of it there's a lot more that you need to understand but that's mainly what an nft is digital assets no the question is why anyone in their right mind want to buy a digital asset well this is the part that gets exciting because this is the part that I think I understand deeply especially considering I'm of the younger generation I'm the first generation that has grown up with the internet and I'm a gamer so there's a lot of aspects about NFTs that I'm able to understand much better than my older contemporaries lots of people think that NFTs are just a a bubble they're just here for now and ready to go later on guess what? A lot of people also thought the internet was a bubble. A lot of people also thought the internet was just here for the moment and going to go. But guess what? It's still fucking here. More powerful than ever. And that's how I feel about NFTs. People think NFTs are just a scam, or just a get-rich-quick thing. Like, people are just buying digital things that don't really mean anything. Why would anyone want to buy a digital dress? When you can't really wear that dress... That dress doesn't mean anything. You don't actually own that dress. So what the fuck is the point of buying a dress that is digital, a digital dress? That's the same argument that's being had about NFTs. Why would you purchase a piece of art that you can't even physically interact with? And I understand, that's, that's, that's actually a reasonable question, but... It's a very narrow-minded question because you're forgetting another part of the nfts see what nfts allows you to do is allows you to create smart contracts now without all the jargon major details smart contracts are basically just contracts that adapt over time or they can be adapted over time or they can be swapped or changed so the token itself, the digital aspect Or the digital piece itself will never change The value itself will never change But the contract that works with it Now that That has some dynamics to it For example, think about it like this Think about it like this and this, is, this is where the beauty of it comes in Let's say one day McDonald's Creates an NFT Let's say they create, I don't know uh, They release a picture of the very First Ronald McDonald Mascot Right, maybe it's the first person who who wore that outfit back in like 1960 or something like that. Right, let's say they released that picture as an NFT. Okay, lots of people will ask, well, what the fuck? Why would anyone want to buy that? Lots of people want to buy that for nostalgia. Lots of people want to buy that for history. It'll be a historical uh, piece of art. But also, let's say. When, when McDonald's drops that NFT, they say whoever owns this NFT also will have the ability to get free burgers every Friday. 10 free burgers every Friday or whatever limited amount of burgers every Friday. But let's say there's only 2,000 of these NFTs in existence. So that means there's going to be 2,000 people somewhere in the world who are, have access to free burgers from McDonald's every Friday for the rest of their lives or whenever that's the power of NFTs or let's go somewhere else let's say Drake let's say Drake releases an entire album for a select few audience let's say he puts that album on a blockchain aka he makes it an NFT album okay Okay, so this is an album that you can only purchase through Ethereum. This is an album you can only purchase through the blockchain. Okay, cool, whatever. Nothing too special about that. That's no different than saying your album is only on Apple Music or only on Tidal or whatever. All it does is create some exclusivity. No big deal, right? Wrong. Let's say after he puts that album on wherever he puts it on as an NFT, let's say everyone who owns that album Also, has a chance to meet with Drake three times for the next or three times within the next I don't know 10 years something like that so for the next 10 years you have the ability to use your NFT like a receipt or a coupon to actually meet him or do a meet and greet and and get him to sign a physical copy of the album or maybe get a feature on when of like you get what i'm saying like there's so much more this this is the point of smart contracts this is the point where nfts become actually interesting, right i can understand for sure why the older people will not understand why people will, people will want to buy digital assets but as a younger person i'm here to tell you that digital assets they have some value to it whether or not you can actually touch it doesn't mean it's inherently valueless okay so i don't know that was just a quick rant about nfts and i felt like i had to do this because i've seen a lot of people disrespect the nfts lately and i get it because they don't understand the technology they don't understand the the, the vision behind that but i'm here to tell you nfts are not going anywhere trust me on that. NFTs are not going anywhere. They might evolve and and I'm pretty sure they will evolve and get different over time but trust me when I tell you, NFTs are not going anywhere. So the quicker you can understand that and the quicker you can start playing with NFTs so you can get ahead of the curve so that one day you can implement that into your business the better, the more powerful your business will be, your brand will be, your creations will be. I got I myself got some NFTs already created um I actually forgot where because lots of these websites that host NFT artwork are invite only and I actually forgot where I got accepted maybe I'll tell you guys later but yeah I got some NFTs fucking done you know what I'm saying I didn't get anyone to buy it yet but that's neither here nor there (laughs) neither here nor there point is just start playing with it you know you never know what can happen and also while i'm talking about where you can buy nfts another word for nft that people call it is nifty because that's what it kind of looks like it looks like the word nifty just without the vowels so if you hear someone say oh i want to create a nifty or did you see that nifty Chances are nine times out of ten, they're talking about NFTs. And speaking of which, you can actually purchase your own NFTs or maybe even upload your own NFTs on a website called Nifty Gateway. Only thing about Nifty Gate that Nifty Gateway that I don't like is Nifty Gateway is invite only. So if you aren't uh a, a high-valued artist with some acclaim to yourself, chances are you won't be accepted too easily. But There's a place you can check out all about NFCs Nifty Gateway But uh yeah that's the word of the day Digital assets And things like that I already had a 40 minute rant Already recorded And ready to be rolled out For today's episode But When I listened back to the audio Turns out The audio was terrible Like bad and I've, I've recorded with bad audio before, like, I'm pretty sure you've heard it already listen to this podcast. But, like, this was unbearable. This was like, it just was not going to work. It was unworkable, unworkwithable. <laughs> so, basically, that was 40 minutes down the drain. So, now I have no content to post for the day. But that's great. I, sometimes I like starting off with a blank canvas. Actually, a lot of the times I like starting off with the blank canvas. So we're going to talk about whatever the fuck I can think of talking about. And this is a great way to show you just how easy it is to create. You know, I talk a lot about creating every single day. And then people ask me, how in the world do I create every single day? Or I say, I record an episode for my podcast every single day. Or at least I try to every single day. Maybe every other day. But at least I try as fucking much as possible And of course the question to that is How do I find the topics To talk about something How do I stay interested To keep talking every single day Like where do I get it from I'm going to show you right now The shit I told you You got to have an artistic eye You got to have the three eyes But what does that mean It means you got to look at everything Look at life around you And use that for inspiration That's one of the three eyes right there But boom Let's just get down right into it I started off talking about how I had a 40-minute rant and then now I can't even use that rant so let's go into that topic alone you know us being artists we're all going into the digital world most of us are using technology as our main source of creation no longer are we relying on paint brushes and pencils now we can use mouse cursors <laughs> smartphones and tablets and all types of stuff like that you know what i'm saying like now it's no longer about the canvas now it's about the internet that's where we do our painting these days but the problem is well we can all see where the beauty is but the problem is is that fucking technology fails us everything fails us first of all if you were painting you probably Somehow some way dip your paintbrush in the wrong paint. And still fuck up somehow. Or maybe you got the wrong paint. Maybe you got acrylic and you meant to get oil. Or maybe you got oil. And you meant to get lead paint. Or whatever. The point is that accidents happen. There's no way to get away from them. Okay. So that brings me to the first topic I want to talk about. The more we start diving into these technological advancements, the more we use tech for our source and means of creations, the more we're going to try our hardest to get rid of our humanly mistakes. For example, when you get on the iPad and you start drawing on Procreate, as many times you mess up and make mistakes, as many times you erase all of those lines to make new lines, we will never actually see those mistakes in the final product i mean apart from the mistakes that maybe you didn't catch with your own detailed eye i'm talking about all the mistakes that you go over and over and over again to try to make quote unquote perfect we won't be able to see those mistakes let's say you're creating youtube videos right the more you spend time editing that video and trying to make it flawlessly transition into each clip the less likely we'll be able to see those hiccups or those mistakes or all those moments you said, um, or all of the dead air space, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The point is that we're trying so hard to be perfectionists, and technology is helping us do so. But the problem is that I have a question to ask. What kind of message are we leaving behind for those who actually listen and view and engage with our creations. We're leaving a false sense of perfection when we know goddamn fucking well none of us are perfect. So when I say that, when I say we we know damn well none of us are perfect, then that means that even when we try to strive for perfection and we create something that is moderately perfect, then the person who is viewing it and engaging with it should also know for themselves that The work isn't perfect that the person who created the work isn't perfect because we should all inherently know that we aren't perfect but the human brain doesn't work like this all right for some reason our brains play tricks on us for example you can find someone who you know is in a a specific position let's say you know they are just an employee at a particular company they never did any managerial work they never supervise anyone they never did anything of leadership they were just the employee just the worker bee but then let's say eventually over time for the next couple of months you see them come in come in to work with a uh, a suit or something like that a suit every day they come in with a briefcase let's say they're they're always talking about meeting the daily quota let's say you know they're doing other things that's starting to shape them and to look like they're a leader you know maybe they're not actually leading a team but maybe they're starting to use the vocabulary that the manager will use maybe they're starting to dress in the way that the manager dresses and so eventually somewhere down the line subconsciously you will start to associate this person with being a manager even when you know goddamn well this person has never managed a person a day in their life you get what I'm saying and we can take this example and use it for literally anything that we can think of Hell, we can. I can make this even more practical In every day for you When you look on Instagram, when you look on Twitter Or wherever the fuck you're looking You always see people posting about their good times the beautiful times in their lives I mean, sometimes they might be talking about Bad things that's happening But even still, regardless People are always showing their highlights on Instagram They're showing all the, the good parts of their lives And so, a lot of times That gives us this feeling of envy we start to feel envious of other people because we feel as though we they have things that we don't have we feel as though their lives are oh so good when we know goddamn well life is hard life is hard <laughs> period no matter what how you look at it, no matter what background you come from no matter how much money you have or don't life is hard now granted yes life is harder for some than others We can agree to that. But we all know life is hard to some degree. Hell, if you watch the cats outside, you think cats don't got it that hard because they don't have to go to work for 18 hours a day. Trust me. Cats have a hard fucking... Cats have a hard life. Praying mantises have a hard life. Birds. We all have our own shit. But social media will sit here and convince you that we... That some of us have it like heaven like some of us don't have to worry about any fucking problems we all know that's not the truth so the same thing applies with your work your artwork try so goddamn hard to be perfect people will start to actually believe you are perfect people start to believe your works are perfect Now, maybe that doesn't sound like such a bad thing. Maybe you really do want people to think you're perfect. Maybe you want people to look at you like you're up on a high horse and give you some sense of importance and status and acclaim to yourself. Some sort of recognition. Who doesn't want to be seen as perfect, right? But guess what? If you're seen as perfect, that means anytime you do make a mistake and it becomes obvious you're going to be in for a real trouble. You're going to be in for a rude awakening. Or should I say your fans, your supporters are going to be in for a rude awakening. <laughs> They're going to be reminded just how human you are. They're going to be reminded just how much, just how easy you do make mistakes. I mean, how many celebrities do we have to look at f- to, to see this in reality? How many celebrities do we... Sit here and idolize and praise so goddamn much But then the moment they say some crazy shit out their mouth We ready to quote unquote cancel them or some shit Like they aren't humans too Like they don't have emotions too Like they don't fucking slip and fall And experience gravity too Last time I checked gravity affects every single one of us Yet somehow No not even somehow For some reason No not even for some reason cause I know that too Fuck it just for some fucking reason we feel the need to to hide the fact that we're affected by gravity. We try to hide the fact that we that we don't that we fall down every once and again. We try to hide the fact that we've made some mistakes and bruised ourselves and got some boo-boos. We always try to hide that shit when we know goddamn well that is the reality. So what's my point here? What's your point, Dorian? What are you talking about? My point is let's get back to art. Us using art and using technology as we create art, right, we're going to be doing more things that help hide our humanness, hide our human mistakes because we're relying on computers. The computers can help make these imperfections either less visibly seen or just it just gets rid of the imperfections altogether, right? Which even that is not true because even computers glitch, which is my point here. This is why I'm talking about this because my goddamn shit didn't record, right? But the point is that as we continue to use these things and continue to try to be perfectionists, as we continue to over-edit our pictures before we post them on Instagram, as we continue to over-edit our videos before we post them on YouTube, as we continue to over-edit our audio clips before we... Post them onto Spotify and SoundCloud and et cetera, et cetera, as we continue to be perfectionists instead of creatives. I want you to think about this. Just be left with this thought. Maybe you should leave in some of that dead air in the audio. Maybe you should leave in some of those times you said, um. Maybe you should leave some of those markings on your paper. Maybe you shouldn't erase everything that you messed up on. Right? Maybe we should leave some of these humanly mistakes in because we want to remind not only our supporters but ourselves that we make mistakes and that's okay. In fact, that should be that should be expected. And in fact, We can use some of those mistakes to create something completely new. So all my artists that's creative. (laughs) All artists are creative. I should say this. To all my artists that are creating in this new digital age. Just don't be so quick to erase. Don't be so quick to delete. Don't be so quick to cut something out. Don't be so afraid to show your flaws, show your flaws and all. And two more things that I thought about after I lost my audio is one, maybe create or maybe find more ways to create in a traditional sense. You know, like if you do, I don't know if you do for digital photography, maybe Maybe you can use not just the digital camera that you have Maybe you can use your phone Maybe you can use your tablet And then maybe when those things break Because everything breaks (laughs) eventually Maybe you should try using the old-fashioned way Maybe use film photography Or maybe if you do digital illustration And you do stuff on the iPad And you do Procreate or whatever Or you do Photoshop Maybe just spend time drawing just for drawing's sake, get a sketchbook and just get a pencil and paper, and just draw. I'm not saying you gotta get, sit here and learn how to master that whole craft, especially if you're not interested or passionate about it. But, I mean, it's, it's a good thing to just have on the side, it's a good little hobby to do on the side. You know what I mean? Like maybe one day, maybe one day you're bored of doing the same old, same old, or maybe one day your computer crashed. But you still feel creative. Maybe you still want to get your idea out there, even though your computer has crashed. It'll be nice to have a sketchbook laying around and nice to ha- have already have done some work in the sketchbook so you're not intimidated. You know, just, just some shit to think about. Just start doing more traditional shit. Let's not be tied down. Let's not be handcuffed by our technology and the technology that we use. You know, let's stay creative. Let's not be pigeonholed. I think that's the word Pigeon hill Whatever You get what I'm saying Let's not be fucking restricted And limited By the technology But if you are Going to use technology Which I'm pretty sure you are Also think about Better ways to back up your work How to save your work even better Okay You gotta You gotta, you gotta save your work Because you just Might end up when they <laughs> Turn on a computer And Realizing that Everything on there Has been wiped away so that's just one thing to think about, you know. Like people back in the day had to worry about losing all their, all of their creations in like a fire or some shit like that. Now, although that fear has never really left, because fire is still here, we can just as easily have our computers set on fire as our paintings or whatever. But now it's more so of a digital fire. Your shit can be wiped away just as easily, if not easy easier. I mean, hell, back in the day, your shit could have been wiped away. With a fire, but maybe you know you had some chance of recovering it. Maybe you could stop the fire, and then maybe some pieces were left, or who knows? You know, but like nowadays, that shit could be wiped away in literally seconds. So, I don't know. Just find ways to be better at creating traditionally and also saving the works that you do create digitally. And actually, a third point. See, I told you, it's easy for me to keep going. This is how I create every single day. I just keep going. But the third point, actually, is that... third point I learned from this whole... Well, I didn't learn this. I knew this. But the third point from fucking losing my audio is that... It actually does matter what tools you use. I mean, technically, it doesn't matter what you use. I'm pretty sure Picasso... Or leonardo da vinci better yet could have made a fucking masterpiece using literally only charcoal as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure he does have some masterpieces out there that's used with only charcoal charcoal isn't that expensive anyone can get fucking charcoal but you know you don't want to cheap out on every product some products do matter you don't want to start becoming a photographer and then go out there and just use the cheapest fucking camera you can find. I mean, granted, I'm sure you can get something done with it. But it does help to get higher quality stuff. It won't make or break your art. You know, I'm still recording this episode um with the same materials that I used with the last episode that I said I lost or the, the audio was so damn bad So damn tragic that I couldn't use it, right? I'm still using the same equipment And this audio is clearly fine So The equipment won't necessarily make or break But you will have less of a headache When you get the higher quality, more expensive stuff But you know, that's just a couple of things to think about Main point is is Don't be afraid to make some fucking mistakes, artists Alright? Don't be so quick to erase shit. But regardless of it all, always remember to value your perspective.